What's up, everybody? You're listening to The Huddle. Hey, it's The Huddle. Yo, we are back. It is episode four. four. Quattro. Episode quattro. Quattro. We in the building, baby. What's up? It's Friday. I know you're excited when you hear our voice. Not because it's us, but because it's Friday. Mm-hmm. What y'all got up for the weekend? What's going on in your weekend, bro? Man, um, man, I'm actually doing, uh, I'm doing quite a bit. So um, today, uh, I plan on, what am I doing today? Oh, I'm, bu- I'm about to go to a football game today. And then on Saturday, I'm going to a baseball game. Okay. So it's going to be a a sports weekend for me. I was about to say, you got a lot of sports going on this weekend. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, what about you, bro? Um, Let's see. I'm speaking at a church tonight, Um, speaking to a local drama ministry. I was supposed to do it last week, but Mm. we're doing it this week, Um, which is an honor, you know, to be considered as someone to who is qualified to speak to a drama ministry is super exciting so i want to say shout out to new hope drama department here in fort walton beach i'm super excited to talk to you guys and um wish you guys well on your christmas production and then after that that's friday night let's see saturday i have a rehearsal um for Mm -hmm. deception and then sunday is church which is exciting Mm. i'm actually ministering i'm not speaking but i'm playing the drums at church this Sunday because our drummer was oh, nice. out of town and so he asked me to cover for him so that's exciting um, playing drums is one of those things I like to do rarely I used to do it yeah. every week for <laughs> years and so now that it's just a rare occasion I really enjoy it it's a hobby I like to have fun with it so that's basically all that's going on in my life this weekend what y'all doing yeah dang that sounds lit <laughs> that sounds lit yeah that did sound good I know you were about to say it too yeah, it's all right. We listening. Tell us what y'all doing. Well, number one, you listening to the huddle, so you got your priorities straight. That's like, the listen. only way is to listen to the huddle. I'm telling you. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, you already know you got to go to see uh, Bryce in Houston. Oh yeah, for Steve's sessions. Steve's on Instagram. Sessions. I don't really know the time, but you know, just keep checking Instagram. Mm-hmm. You, you should follow him, and then you'll be alerted when it happens. But just keep checking know. on Fridays. He normally drops a positive message out there. So mm-hmm. Fridays, like I said, you have no excuse to not be motivated, to not be excited, to not be encouraged. Word, word, word. So um, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out, bro. I think um, for the hear me out, at least on my end, it's important to just like take a moment of silence for the people in Afghanistan. I know that many people have already seen the news at this point and know what's going on. But um, before we take that moment of silence, just hear me out on this. I think it's important for all of us to look at our lives and find something to be grateful for. And just the the simple freedom that we have to uh, do the things that we do. I mean, we can dress how we want to. We can go wherever we want to. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, And that in itself is something that people in other countries can't do. They don't have the luxury of doing that. And so I think it's important just to um, keep that at the forefront of our minds, especially when you know we find ourselves complaining a lot about things or worrying about things that really don't mean too, too much. Just reminding ourselves that number one, God woke us up um, and we don't have to worry about death like that. Um, but number two, just to have the freedom to make decisions based on like what we just want to do right today right is, is a big thing so right gotta say that yeah that we are definitely praying for all those lives who are affected man when i watched the video of people holding on to the plane to get out of there mm. that is absolutely crazy there the, the prayer list is so long you know definitely praying for all of that praying for haiti and the earthquake praying for 
COVID spikes in mm-hmm. the area. There's so much to be praying for. If you're not going through something, number one, you know, obviously that's a blessing and you should be grateful. But I think sometimes God gives us rest so that we can help others. Absolutely. And pray. It's not just so that you can kick your feet up and go, well, everything's good over here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you certainly should be praying for somebody. So we are praying for all of those lives who are affected. Um, and, and if you know someone who's going through, you know, just we, we keep we join our faith with yours, you know, mm-hmm. and pray for you as well and your comfort. It's, it's just really sad. I was reading Christine yeah. Kane's post and she said, like, you know, there are people who are over there ministering and they have reached out and said that we are prepared to meet Jesus tonight. Wow. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's something we talk about. But to hear people living it is mm-hmm. just it's a it gives you chills. Yeah, it's really sad. So. Yeah, it is. We're praying that the God of comfort and peace would be there with them and their families um, and that God will just show us what what can we do after amen? Mm -hmm. You know, what can we do? What role can we uh, play Mm -hmm. as a body of believers? Uh, I don't know what that noise is. That's so weird. You hear that? What's that? We're getting some feedback. That's the devil. What (laughs) role can we play after amen? After, you know, after praying for somebody? Uh Uh-oh, hold on. Hold on, y'all. Pause. All right, we back. Sorry, y'all. I don't know what that was, but <laughs> the devil. Right, y'all heard that humming <laughs> in the background. It was just like, mm. yeah, the devil was trying to vacuum over our podcast. No, no. As soon as we want to start doing the work of the Lord, praying for people. Exactly. But yeah, I guess mm-hmm. that qu- that qualifies as a that's crazy. Yeah, everything. Absolutely. But it's not a funny absolutely. that's crazy. It's a serious like that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah times that we're living in i think it's so so important just to um just to be aware of everything that's going on paying attention yeah. and not taking it lightly because i know that you know there's always things going on in the world and it's easy for us to get into the mindset of like when is there not something crazy happening right, right. but i think that the things that are happening right now are are very significant and um we shouldn't turn a blind eye to them um, at least seek the lord's face and, and how you can uh, how you can be an answer um, whether that's just through prayer or through finances or whatever else the Lord prays, uh, puts on your heart Yeah. Uh, but definitely being aware of, of what's going on I think is really really important especially for those in the family of faith who would consider themselves to be Christians and believers right right yeah it, it is I don't know y'all my heart has broken when I saw that. Mm. Sorry, I was looking at these notes. My heart broke when I when I saw people hanging on to the plane to leave. I mm. thought, man, you know, that, that is gut-wrenching. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to keep praying for them. Uh, once again, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Today, we have a special episode. Bro, you want to tell them what we're talking about today? Hey, we, we're going to throw it back just a little bit to one of my favorite episodes, bro. Yes. And, um, Speaking of a throwback, man, like I said, it's important for us to like think back on how the Lord has blessed us. But just for a moment, Huddle family, think back on episode 12 of uh, I believe it was season two. I don't even know. I didn't even I didn't even have the strength to look. Well, that's laziness. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. Well, anyways, y'all like. I think we should talk about how all you have is all you need.
All you have is all you need. Throwback. 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 That is yeah. a classic. I think we had one mic. No, we didn't. We had two mics. Yeah, we had two. We but were we, doing things. But they were sitting on the sofa at that point. They were sitting like on the sofa arm. Oh, we didn't have mic stands. Nah. Oh, well, we, I, yeah, I don't think I we think did we had one point. mic stand for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all you have is all you need, bro. Like that was one of the classics. Man. So, you know, I felt led to bring this episode back. I was like, bro, we got to do a part two. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't heard the first, all you have is all you need. I don't remember exactly what we're going to tell you at the end of the episode where you can find part one at Mm -hmm. so that you can go back and listen. Um, I think it's the cable. Is it? Yeah. Adjust it a little bit. How's that? Okay. Yeah. I don't know why it's doing that. Do y'all hear that in your car? It's like, It must be something with the cable. I don't huh. know. We'll have to check it out. But anyway, all you have is all you need. So even if your mic is doing that, that's all you need. <laughs> no. So this episode, I wanted to talk about it because lately I was telling Austin, the Lord has been having me go back into old journals. I'm, I'm mm. really big on like journaling. I don't know. I just, oh my God, I just messed the thing up. <laughs> oh, let's see. Sorry, y'all. We're going to get this together. It's... It must be a shortage. Mm. Hold on. <laughs> All right, we're back. Th- is this episode ghetto? <laughs> <laughs> hey, they know by now. It's just Guys, like sitting on the couch. It's literally mm-hmm. a conversation. Our mics are giving us some issues today. We don't know why. But anyway, like I was saying, um, the Lord has been having me go back into my journal and just read some of the things that he was. I, I document. I pray. I write my prayers out. Mm-hmm. And I've done that for years. I think the earliest I've that I have, unless I can find another one, this book goes back to 2015. Wow. So, um, you know, he's been having me go back and like read some of the stuff that I wrote. And I was really, really like impressed, not necessarily, obviously not with myself, but I was just impressed with the way the spirit works and how like mm. you can kind of see how God was dealing with you on certain things mm-hmm. and compared to where you are now. Yeah. And it like really shook me and I'm going to read some of it later. But, you know, that's basically where this topic came from, because I wanted someone to know and speak from the personal level Mm. as far as your personality and like who God has called you to be. Mm. That all you have truly is all you need. Sometimes we look at our assignment and we might even look at someone who we feel is more qualified to do what God called us to do. Mm. Or we feel that maybe they're doing something similar to what we're doing Mm -hmm. and we will almost discount or shortchange ourselves because we don't feel like we have the characteristics um, to live up to what God called us to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, man. Um, When, when you first told me about this topic and, and bringing it back and then you recently just told me kind of taking it from a different angle and leaning more towards just personality and you know who God has called you to be yeah um I was thinking I said Lord like obviously there's always somebody in the Bible that you can reference in in, uh topics like this yeah and I thought about David man I don't know if you um had already thought about David but I thought specifically about David when he was about to go and fight Goliath and um and when Saul uh was like yo like you're too small to do this, da da da. Then yeah, yeah. he finally got to the point where he was like, "Okay, do it. Here's my armor." And I thought it was funny because, um, in uh, let's see, in First Samuel 17, and let's see what verse it says. Um, verse 38 it says, "Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head, and David fastened on his sword over the tunic." 
and tried walking around because he was not used to them. And then he, he said to Saul, I cannot go in these because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. And then, um, as we know, he took what he came with, which was the staff in his hand. And then he chose five smooth stones from the stream, which he was already used to. And he, um, defeated Goliath with that. And I just thought it was interesting, man, because, um, a lot of times we can accept, you know, what other people consider, uh, the tools to success as being the same tools that God will use to, to bring us to success and thinking that, oh, well, they had this or they, they did this to get to the point where they are, which is somewhere where I hope to be one day. Right, right. Um, and so we like look at our life and we're like, okay, well, they did this, so I must need that too to get to where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to follow this protocol. I got to follow these steps. I just got to do this, that, and the other to get to that point. When in reality, a lot of times, um, like we just titled this again, all you have is all you need. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought that was so cool because um, many times in our lives, like we'll think that we have to have this certain thing before God will will elevate us or will put us on a certain platform or whatever or use us. Right. And he'll begin to use us before that. Right. And you're like, "Wait, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't even had the training for this yet. I don't have the funds for this yet. I don't have the experience for this yet. Mm-hmm. Yet the opportunities still come. Mm-hmm. And all you have in that moment is simply all that you need. Yeah. You know, one of the most freeing things that I've come to realize, and I still have to remind myself, is that God took inventory and he knows the inventory of the person he called. Mm-hmm. He's Absolutely. well aware of what you have and what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like God calls you and then he's like, oh, wait, you don't have like the degree or you don't have the experience or you don't mm-hmm. come from this in your family. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't use you. Like, no, God is fully aware mm-hmm. of your inventory before mm-hmm. he called you. Right. And, right. you know, a lot of what we lack is what God wants to be in our life. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. I had to learn a long time ago, like a lot of what I lack or a lot of what I long for or see in other people, like those were the things that God wanted to be. God wanted to be in the places that I would have put the natural thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And because there's something about when God uses you, he gets all of the glory. And the way to give him all of the glory sometimes is through realizing that you literally couldn't do it without him. My goodness. And that's why I believe God elevates us or use us with so many deficits because he mm-hmm. wants you to make sure that you know mm-hmm. that logistically speaking in the natural, you shouldn't be here. Right. I'm filling in the gaps here for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always that that is something that gives me peace whenever I'm up against something and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't have this. You know, it's funny. I <laughs> I drew out like some sketches Mm-hmm. Me and Kristen, we were talking and we were talking about directing that scene that yeah. we're working on tonight. And um, I didn't I, I left it on the table and someone saw it. Um, a good friend of mine that does theater and they were like, what is this? Like, you can't show me stuff like this. This is not how it looks and blah, blah, blah. And my <laughs> thing was maybe it's not the traditional blocking sheet that that you use, mm-hmm. but the job gets done. Mm hmm. The job gets done. It gets the point across. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not even for the public eye. It's so that I can, that's the best way that I can articulate and understand some things. Mm -hmm. And I'm not against like growing or, or learning more to your craft, but there is a point that you get to where you're like, so what? Mm -hmm. If we get the same results in the end, what does it matter if how we got there? Right, right. That's really good, man. That's a good point. Um, 
I think that, you know, all of our assignments are different too. Like yes. all of what we were designed to do is going to be different. Yes. Um, all the people that we're designed to reach and to speak to is going to be different. Um, and so like I could see somebody, I, I've heard this a lot too, people who are asked to speak to children or, or like lead a children's ministry or something will say something like, well, I don't know very much about the Bible. I don't very, know very much about this, that, or the other. I don't have a background in theology, but what you do have and what you do know about God is what you need to speak to those children. And like sometimes we're thinking that you have to preach like the preacher does, or you got to teach like the Sunday school teacher does right. to, to do what God has called you to do. Right. But God has chosen you for a specific reason and for a specific purpose. And we may not realize it, but the simplicity of like what we're doing is exactly what is needed for uh, whatever you're you're up against in that moment. Yeah. Because I've seen people who have, have you heard somebody being um, overqualified? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they have too much. Yeah. And so they become ineffective and, and they're giving more than what's required in, in, in a situation, if that makes sense. And like, that's how you know that that's not the thing. Like God doesn't call you to what you're an expert at. Right. That's right, the right, right. that's the whole point is like he does not call us to what we're an expert at. Mm-hmm. You might have some experience in it, but he never calls you to because then because there would be no room for him, right? Mm-hmm. He never calls you to what you are an ex. You might think you're an expert, and then you get into it and you realize, oh, I don't know as much as I thought mm. I knew. But mm-hmm. God calls us to things that are above us. It's funny we were talking about this, or not we, but my pastor. Um, shout out Pastor Jeff He was teaching about this um, At church on Sunday mm. Like God calls you Right outside of your comfort zone Absolutely Every yeah. single time Bro you know what uh, You know I've recently been enlightened to it, It's just a simple fact That no matter What trade you're doing um, If you're serving people You're never going to know Enough No Because people no. are complex People are different and people are constantly evolving and changing. Yeah. And I, I was talking to a lady today that came into the gym and was, you know, checking out the gym and we did a consultation for her and I was listening to her speak and she was just saying how, you know, uh, one of the things about doctor's offices um, and appointments that she doesn't really like is that they don't listen to, to you. They, they go by the book a lot of times and they say, well, based on what this book says and based on what knowledge says, general knowledge says, yeah. um, this are, these are the symptoms. This is what should be happening. This should be the cure. The cure. And, um, and so they don't listen to you when you say, I know this is supposed to be a cure, but this is making me drowsy. I know this is supposed to be a cure, but it's making me feel worse. And so they don't listen to the person and they just really rely on their own knowledge and so they become ineffective and when um they become ineffective then in some cases they think the patient's the problem right when in reality if they would have listened to the patient right they would have found out that it wasn't the patient it was just maybe your method or maybe yeah what it was yeah. you were doing and yeah. so all that to say like when you're dealing with people and you're serving people it's so important to know that that's a realm that God is an expert in and we will never be because (laughs) somebody could come in one day wanting one thing and knowing 
one thing and then the next day come in with a totally different problem and something else and if you're not flowing with the only person in the universe the lord who knows them inside and out you're never going to be able to keep up with how he wants to use you to help them. Oh, that's so good that is so good man praise god godly <laughs> man that was good that's very true key word is flowing because god is constantly moving bro absolutely He's constantly evolving, and you you never want to put your feet up on God, mm-hmm. and, and assume that even if you're doing something you've done for a long time, you never want to get so comfortable to where you feel like you know everything, bro. You know what I'm saying? No. But yeah. in the sense of all you have is all you need, I felt like I would let y'all into my business a little bit. I have, like I said, I journal. Um, my biggest fear is that I will lose one of my journals one day, and then people will just know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which it's, it's not like I got some deep dark secrets in here. I mean, you ain't gonna know nothing, but still, it's my journal. This is my place. <laughs> but I want to take you guys in on January seventeenth, two thousand and eighteen. Mm-hmm. It's wow. funny because I was reading this, and apparently, I just finished an illustrated sermon because I said I want to thank you for helping me get through the last illustrated sermon. So wow, there's that. Um, <laughs> I don't know which one that was. It's long before KOC. There's a part. I'm gonna start you guys halfway through the intro or through the entry or whatever. So it says, as I sit at this kitchen table, I feel the need to be more of myself. All mm-hmm. of my life, I feel like I've held back, turning the page, parts of my truth. Pause. When I say parts of my truth, I can't stand when people say my truth. What <laughs> In context, because I don't write with context in the journal because I know what I'm talking yeah, about. Right. Parts of my truth is me being saying parts of who you made me to be, the mm. true version of who I am. Mm. So parts of my truth to make and keep myself comfortable. A while ago... uh. Yeah, this is, oh, wow, this is deep. This is so <laughs> cringy, guys. <laughs> a while ago, I changed my Instagram name to mm. LA versus Andre. Mm. This speaks to me in the pattern that I've tried to break for so long. For years, LA, who I really am, has fought to outshine Andre, who I'm really not. Mm. Now, as crazy as this might sound, if I'm honest, I wasn't pleased with your masterpiece. Pause. Wow. When I say Andre is not who I am, it's not that I have an alter ego. I don't want you to listen to this and be like, oh, he's crazy. That's what he is. He's crazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that I have, I, I don't think that I have an alter ego. I'll explain it afterwards. But I just, I got to pause and make sure y'all hear. <laughs> so I said, um, as crazy as this might sound, if I'm honest, I wasn't pleased with your masterpiece. I'm writing to God. Mm. I couldn't see the blessing in being different. I didn't want to own the fact that I was different from everyone else you know, not playing sports, doing all this stuff and mm-hmm. had an interest in music and arts and would rather um, a Sprite over liquor at the party. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Andre being me, it's crazy how my nickname was known only by my family and ones who loved me and accepted me and mm-hmm. knew who I was, but hidden from those who deserved to know me as well. Mm. Fearing that LA wasn't enough, I kept you, I kept who you created to be a secret. And mm. would only allow him out in spurts. Now that I am, not that I'm two different people, but Andre was a front put on because he was easier to explain. Mm. Becoming a doctor, trying to work his way up in the medical field while going to college as a pre-med student was easier to explain versus having a burning passion for music, speaking, and writing. I'm so glad that I woke up because I almost killed my purpose. Mm. I had starved it for a while and I hid the pregnancy because I didn't see how I could father something that mm. I couldn't control and didn't have the answers didn't have the answers for. Within the past few days, I've been rethinking um, 
this growth one-on-one brand this is another blog that i had and how i need to write more honestly and not what sounds good i never knew how therapeutic this journey of growth would be for me the past few weeks have highlighted insecurities i never knew i had lord i desire to Mm. be used so use my life as a platform turning the page sorry use my life as a platform to teach inspire and uplift others to be honest with Mm. themselves so much more um, one doesn't survive cold blues and negative doctor's reports to sit in the back row of life and never touch a soul. I'm mm. here to touch the world. For a while, I've come up with one or more excuses of why I couldn't do it and blah, 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 blah. And then I kind of stopped there. But I wanted to mm. pause because when I read this, it moved me to tears. I'm going to tell you why. I remember exactly where I was in my life at this point. Mm. What was happening is, like I said in the, in the podcast, I felt like I had such a deficit because mm. I was different. Mm. I felt, I remember being in school and like my friends that I went to school with for years only knew me as Andre. Mm. And then when I would get with my family, if I saw them somewhere and they say LA, they'd be like, yo, why ain't it? Why they call you LA? Like what? That's dope. Why you didn't like, and, and it was easier mm. because to me, in my mind, that was just like a nickname that my family gave me. And mm. at school, I was different from, at home because I was mm. shy mm. in public as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I still had friends and stuff, but I was shy. Mm-hmm. But at home, I wasn't shy. I could come alive. I could play drums. People mm-hmm. come to my house. They knew I was in the like playing the drums, or whatever. <laughs> they knew I was acting and all this stuff. But in school, I didn't do that because uh-huh. there was no room for me to be me because the big thing, especially when you're growing up African-American in an mm. urban area, which I'm going to write a book on. If you don't play sports, you are nothing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like, well, that's yeah, the truth. Yeah, and yeah. so, like because I did not do that it was easier to explain to people like mm. oh I want to be a doctor because you can mm. understand that yeah that's stuff that's common that you can see nobody mm. could understand oh I write stories at night when mm-hmm. I should be asleep mm-hmm. oh I love music oh I think artistically about mm. everything you know and I couldn't explain that so I would legit hide who I mm. was and at this point in my life God was breaking me out and showing me LA all you have Mm-hmm. is all you need mm. the 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 real you that i've called you to be mm-hmm. that is enough to have an impact on the world that i was telling someone the other day my life goal is to make people feel better and mm. so i used to want to be a doctor so that i can do that mm. and it wasn't until i got older and really surrendered to my calling that i was like oh wait a minute yeah. you can make people feel better uh-huh. but your choice of medicine is the arts mm. it's not a narcotic <laughs> right you know what i'm saying yeah. and so like I had to learn that all that God gave me was enough. And that was Mm. a serious struggle. That's literally to this day, I think. Yeah, to this day, my Instagram name is literally LA versus Andre. Wow. Because there was this constant detangling that the Lord had to do Mm. where I would surrender and be like, no, I'm not going to try to fit in or suffocate Mm. who God called me to be so that I can be liked or so that I can not have to deal with the pressure of underst- or of explaining who mm. God called me to be so other mm. people can understand. At this point in my life now, God has given me a boldness to say, oh, well, they'll just catch up later. It wasn't always like this, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, just listening to you, man, uh, I can resonate with that a lot because when people used to ask me, you know, what I wanted to do when I grew up or whatever, I couldn't give them a specific answer. I just knew I wanted to help people. Right. And so... I began to look at like what other people in the world considered uh, worthy of, of, of like 
saying what do you do for a living oh i help people like for example doctor mm -hmm. like if you weren't like a doctor or like a physical therapist right. or something that like other people consider really valuable to the world right could you really say you were helping people right and so i like chased after things because i really wanted to help people yeah i chased after things that i felt like other people considered valuable right and i feel like when i look at my life now and when the lord says like all you have is all you need the tools that he's given me are enough to help people exactly like I, I personal train and that's enough to help people mm -hmm. in that realm and then i also like preach from time to time and and just give counsel or whatever from time to time and that is enough to help people yeah and so the lord yeah. like, reminds me that i i'm doing that thing that's in my heart of like just helping people and making people's lives better but i'm doing it with the tools that he had already given me i don't have to go out here and, and, and um try to be uh something that the world would consider valuable right because i already am and i'm already doing what he's called me to do with the tools he's given me to do it mm -hmm. like i don't have to go out here and go to school to like try to sharpen up like more tools yeah. that i don't have yeah you know what i mean yeah. not saying that you like disclaimer not saying that you shouldn't further your education and brush up the tools that you already have mm -hmm. um and that god has already gifted you with right. but what i'm saying is like you don't have to go out here and pick up something that's not even in your heart and then strive to do something that's not even in you right right and that that is the key it's a fine line that we have to walk in realizing that all you have is all you need versus it's okay to sharpen right that's a fine line and mm -hmm. that, that's a whole nother podcast but you know i remember you know feeling like when God called me to this one of the things that I didn't surrender for is I was like I didn't go to school for this mm. and I grew up participating mm. in it in a, at a level of excellence that I never thought I could achieve on my own mm. and so like why you know when God called me to do this I was like I don't have anybody especially it's different doing it at church versus taking it to the street mm -hmm. at another level that's different and i didn't have a blueprint of mm -hmm. i remember walking or, or driving around to find a theater crying in my car because i didn't know what i was doing i was like god mm -hmm. i don't know what to do mm -hmm. you know and and every step he was with me and he showed me that all you need is faith all you mm -hmm. need to do is be obedient and take it step by step and so whoever is listening to this i don't want this to even be a oh this is a great story for la and austin i want you to listen to this and ask yourself what is it that God is calling you to and be encouraged and know that all you have is all you need. And people mm -hmm. are going to criticize. People will compare because people love boxes and we have mm -hmm. to staple people to something we could see. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Like when I was a doctor, when I wanted to be a doctor, people were like, OK, you know, we could see that you could be like this doctor or that doctor. Then when I started writing, the first thing people said was, oh, you're going to be like the next Tyler Perry. And it was like, it's mm -hmm. not an insult because that's a great person to be thought of. Like, mm -hmm. but my whole thing was I never set out to be mm. him because he's him. He's already taken mm -hmm. and no one can be him. My mm -hmm. style is different. So you can't, it's like y'all you, you have to box people in sometimes. So you're like, mm -hmm. oh, you do plays. You'll, you're like Tyler Perry. You're yeah. going to be the next Tyler yeah. Perry because that's all people can see in their mind. And 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 what you have to do as a, and, and this is for people in the audience or listening to me rather, mm -hmm. is be secure in your calling and be open to what God wants you to be. Mm -hmm. Don't allow people to put you in a box and understand that when you're open, 
even if God shows you, I want you to do this and this and the, whatever the this is that he's calling you to, no matter how massive it seems or how big it seems, you have to rest in the fact that all you have, your personality, the way you talk, the way you walk, even if you're the, the you know, different in the room, that is enough. That's going to be the thing that's going to change you. And, and that's mm-hmm. why, like, being a doctor never worked for me because mm-hmm. he didn't put that in me. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't for me to do. And so mm-hmm. now you're trying to make yourself look like what you think you should look like and you go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And God's like, why don't you just be open and trust that everything, like the way I tell you in Jeremiah 29 11, I formed you in your mother's womb before you knew yourself. Like I knew you and I put everything in you that you would need. Absolutely, man. Uh, something that you, were, that you said really stuck out to me and highlighted. And it was like when you were saying that people, when you would tell people about what you wanted to do about being a doctor or about being... Yeah. Uh, whatever else you were saying um, you said people said I could see that right and it was like sometimes we only validate stuff when people say I could see that or you know people can only hop on board when they can see something right but this verse in 1 Corinthians 2 9 jumped out at me and it says however as it is written what no eye has seen what no ear has heard what no human mind has conceived uh, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Like yep. you're an original. Yeah. All of we're, we're supposed to be an original. Yeah. At least. And God is like each and every person has something that has not been seen. Yep. At least what he has planned for them has not been seen, hasn't been heard and hasn't even been entered into the heart of, of man. What your purpose, your specific purpose is and what it'll look like. Yep. It's something that yep. is, it takes a faith journey and he develops it in you and people, like you said earlier, catch up later. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he, that's why I love prophetic words that are given to people because a prophetic word is God letting us in on what he already has planned. Yeah. If it, it wouldn't yeah. be prophetic if we all knew it. Yeah. And so when we're given a prophetic word, like God is like, let me show you a little bit of what I have in store for this person. And after that, it's, it's, it's the prophet God uses and then the person that the prophet is speaking to who are given an insight into what God is doing. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That, that, is, that is everything and more. That is, as long as you understand what he just said, that verse, I used to love that. It says, like, nor has it entered into the hearts of men, the things that the Lord has planned for you. Mm-hmm. That is so, that was a vital verse in this entry here mm. because it, you get tired of suppressing who God called you to be. Mm-hmm. You get, t- and that's what I was. I was tired of that. Mm. I was tired of that. And here I was, halfway in, halfway out. Because let me tell you something: you can't stop all the way who God called you to be. Mm-mm. You see, in the journal entry, I said, "Oh, thank you for helping me get through the last illustrated sermon." Uh-huh. But here's the deal: like, I still don't feel you are already. It's already leaking out of you. Mm-hmm. Just, just surrender. <laughs> just be all that God called you to be. You know, mm-hmm. and. And the reason that I didn't was because I felt like I needed more. I felt like mm. I needed to come from, um, I just needed more education. I needed to go mm. to school for this stuff. I'm so mm. blessed. And I don't say this in an arrogant way, but the Lord has blessed me to be able to do things that people went to school for that they still have not done. Mm. And it's not even a knock on them because their time is coming if the Lord says the same. But what it what it goes to show is that when God has his hand on you and when God calls you, he's the one who lifts you up. He's mm. the one who qualifies you. 
he's the one that puts you in places and rooms that you really didn't think you could be in. And mm-hmm. and all you have to do for that to happen is to surrender to his plan to your life and say, God, I'm open and I'm ready to be obedient to whatever it is you've called me to do. And that's yeah. why, like I said, I had to bring this topic back. I had to talk about it and encourage somebody because I feel like, you know, a lot of people can listen to this podcast and they can be blessed. And I don't want it to be a show where you listen to us talk. But I really want this to be something that when you turn this off, you think, what is it that God is calling me to? Mm. And I want you to know that whatever it is, he's got you. Mm. He put it in you. You might not see it. You might not feel it. But when mm. the time comes, listen, God is still challenging me in things in theater. You know, I'm mm-hmm. now going from writing to now narrating and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like God is put in me already the things that he's called me to do. He's already equipped me with it. Mm. And so all you have bow legged, uh, um, gap tooth, <laughs> overweight, underweight, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you are the perfect candidate for the thing that God called you to be Mm-mm-mm. the perfect candidate. Absolutely, man. That's so good. And I, I just want to share like one last verse to encourage you as far as like, you know, maybe somebody's listening and they are struggling with being, you know, who God has called them to be. And maybe they're struggling because they feel like, like you said, I need to go to school for this or I need to uh, join this program or whatever. Um, one of the verses that the Lord encouraged me with when I stepped into just ministering the word of God was uh, John sixteen thirteen, And um, there's a couple different translation, but I'm going to read from um, the ESV. And it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare declare to you things that are to come. And a lot of people, you know, they talk about just in general things that are to come in the world, but like even in your life, things to come. And, um, and one thing in my life, bro, like I was like, man, I got to go to school for this thing. And um I was like, I don't know a bunch of stuff, but the, the Holy Spirit was like, I'll teach you. See? I'll teach you what to Whew. say. And let me tell you, like, the Holy Spirit speaks to you how you hear him. Yeah. Like, I remember one time I prayed for wisdom, and the Holy Spirit told me to go to Books A Million. Like, and he mm-hmm. said, I'll show you which book to get to. Every single time, that's how the Lord speaks to me. Um, one of the ways he speaks to me is I'll get this thing in my heart that says go to books a million and I don't really read books like that so I know it's him and he gives me the grace to read them but I'll look and I'll just go through different aisles and stuff like that and and, and then I'll see a book and he's like that's the one you Jesus, need to read that Jesus and he's teaching me because that's what they do in school they teach you the books to read and they tell you to write papers on them and then they test you on that book mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit says I will teach you I'm the teacher come on and so like just to encourage somebody there's so many ways that the holy spirit can teach you even if it's um contrary to how we as humans are used to being taught we're used to being taught in school settings but he'll teach you how to stop like he'll teach you how to job that you don't like that rhyme but uh (laughs) you remember i used to rhyme on here but but seriously though like (laughs) he will teach you through like failure or whatever yeah but he guides you into who he's called you to be that's right. That is, that's a good place to end. That's a good place to end. Yeah. Listen, guys, we would not, not capital N-O-T be the huddle if we didn't leave you guys with strategy. Strategy is important because we don't want to just give you a message. We want to actually help you apply it mm. to your life. And so number one is always pray. And I'm going to tell you specifically, pray 
ask God to show you the areas that you haven't surrendered. Mm. Show you your insecurities so that you can be open and allow God to use you mm. and go forth in the plan that he has for you. Wow. Um, point number two for me, I guess, would be to um, allow yourself to be transformed. Yes. Um, I think we all have an idea of, you know, who we think we're going to be. Yeah. And one of the things we have to understand, especially being believers, is that our minds are being renewed daily and our hearts are being transformed as we surrender, like you were oh, saying. Yeah. And so we just have to be willing to allow ourselves to be transformed. Yes. Yes. I like that one. Um, number three for me would be to like spend we spend quiet time with God. Mm. Like just be quiet, especially when you're asking God and praying about showing you your insecurities. You got to be quiet and really be honest with yourself and listen to what God is saying. Um, it would be cool if you I, everybody doesn't have the same style that I have, but I mean, I'm a writer right out where you are in your mm -hmm. life and go back and read it it will blow your mind i was mind blown <laughs> when i went through this thing um but but seriously be quiet and allow god to speak sometimes we pray and we ask him you know show me this show me this but we don't ever get quiet for him to show us mm -hmm. you know and and we're living in a time where the world is noisy it, it, we're just the world is loud about just everything from the virus to Everything that's going on in the world, we're living in a noisy time. Mm. Take, even if it's just five or ten minutes, to just sit and be quiet and ask God to really show you the insecurities that's blocking you from becoming all that he wants you to be. Mm. That's good. I don't have anything else, bro. Me either, man. I think that's <laughs> it. Listen, guys, I want to say thank you once again for listening to The Huddle. There's so many podcasts that are on Apple Music and SoundCloud, like a plethora, and I listen <laughs> to quite a bit. So the fact that you stopped by The Huddle to listen to us means the absolute world to both Austin and I and the rest of the KOC family. Hey, listen, we have some cool things coming up in the fall. As you know, we're preparing to do Deception. That is October 15th and the 17th. Or I'm sorry. Yep, 15th and the 17th. And then on the 16th, we're actually working on doing the huddle live on stage. We're going to work out some kinks and some details, but we're going to let y'all know about that. Listen, we want to we want to see your face in person. We started this in the pandemic, and I've gotten so used to talking to just Austin or a computer screen or a microphone, but I want to see some people. I want to like, wouldn't it be cool to like hear back, hear some feedback, yeah. answer some, do a live Q&A, yeah, something. Yeah. So we're going to try to put something together. Um, but thank you once again for listening to The Huddle. We pray that you were blessed. And uh, before we go, I want to pray yourself so that you can be encouraged to apply this message. So if you're driving, please don't bow your head and close your eyes. <coughs> that would not be good. But I want to pray. Lord, we thank you for yet another episode. We thank you for your word that went forth today. We thank you for speaking to us, transparency in the lessons, God. I'm asking that for those who are listening, that they would have a sincere moment with you, that they will be honest, God. Show them their insecurities, Lord. Encourage them and let them know that they are enough, God. When the enemy tries to tell them that they're not qualified, they are enough. It doesn't have to be like what they've seen before. It doesn't have to be like what everybody else tells them. All they have to do is obey you and trust you and you have equipped them with more than enough to be successful at whatever you call them to be lord we will be careful to give your name the glory the honor and the praise until we meet again amen amen god bless all of you thank you once again for listening we'll see you next week peace peace <laughs>